I think that's a really good point. There, there are some basic universal um, morals and ethics, and yeah. Christians often think that we own them. And oh yeah. You're not a Christian. You can't be nice. You can't be kind. You can't be generous. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start making friends who aren't Christians and you're like, hey, wait a minute. How did you learn to be nice? Totally. You are listening to the Concierge Minister Podcast, a place to grow, learn, and be inspired as you discover God's purpose for your life. Here's your host, the pastor you've always wanted without the church, Dr. Kumar Dixit. Well, welcome to another episode of Concierge Minister. I am so thrilled to be with you today. I think we've gained one more listener, so I'm like super <laughs> pumped about that. Um, I have a very special guest, um, Leela Landers, who is in every single possible term. You guys, you guys think you know me just by listening to this podcast, but um, in a different life, Leela and I were the same per- person. Like we were like literally the same people. And then when we reincarnated on this earth, we split into two different people. But this is my like total twin from <laughs> Australia. Hello, Leela. Hello, Kuma. Hey, guys. You know, Thank people, you people would be shocked if they knew how we met um, as a minister. I met you at a bar at a hotel in yes. Seattle, right? That's right. But it wasn't so sinister. Sorry, Kuma, you're not that cool. Um, <laughs> we were at a Christian conference. <laughs> that had a bar um, in the hotel. Yeah, that had a bar, but it was only serving like lemonade and um, decaffeinated Coke. So it was all good. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I think how we met was just like, uh, you were just like some creepy guy in the corner. I was like, Who's that guy? No. Like, why is there like this middle-aged man coming and talking to me, right? <laughs> so I was like, who's, who's laughing louder than me? How dare yeah. someone be louder than me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we met. We met over a weekend. And before that 72 hours was over, I had offered you a job to move to um, North America from Australia. You know, every time I say Australia, I'm going to say it that way, right? And, okay. Yeah. And um, offered you a job. And a few months later, you crossed over and worked as my I'm intern. There. Yes, I was your intern. And I had no idea really what was in store. But I thought, ah, why not? Let's do this. But that time in Vancouver was life changing for you and I for various reasons. But um, absolutely, we became besties and have still stayed in touch, right? Yes. Um, I know that you're a very busy person and you've got so many things going on, but I mean, I'm just so honored that we have kept our relationship relatively together and we always check in with each other and I really appreciate that. So thank Aww. you, Kuma. Well, thank you. So, so Leela, <laughs> the, the, the title of today's show is um, Unequally Yoked. <laughs> I hate that term. I've hated that term before I even knew what it meant. Yeah. What's going on here? It's just right. so I mean, weird. There, there's a whole purpose for it. So, well, actually, the biblical reason I think you know this is a yoke of what, you know, the animals would pull, you know, say so it was a burden, right? Don't be unequally burdened is another way of saying it. And, you know, you used to be my intern. You worked at a church for me. Um, I brainwashed you to be like a Jesus <laughs> follower. Then I sent you off into the world to go and not be 
in the world or of the world, but be out of the world, right? And for sure. All I find out is like my little Leela, who is a Jesus lover, is now seriously dating someone of whom she is unequally yoked with. So yes. you know, after I prayed for you and asked for cleansing <laughs> in your in your heart. Um, I thought, you know what, I want to ask you about this because, you know, growing up as a Christian, there's such a stigma and we are, you're pretty much brainwashed not to date somebody outside of your faith. So tell me, I mean, are you, do you feel that way or do you feel like you're just way beyond that kind of stuff? Well, I think growing up in quite a conservative home as well, my dad kind of had this little list of people that we were allowed to date and who we weren't allowed to date. And the, the list was extensive of who we weren't allowed to date. Okay. And there were, there were many religions on there, but I don't remember there being an atheist or an agnostic listed on that. So I took my cue, I think. I definitely felt the sense growing up that dating someone or even goodness forbid getting married to someone who was not Christian was just going to be a bad idea. Like your life was just over if you thought and your life was just going to be so hard and anyone outside of the church could never possibly understand what your experience was like or to that they could love you and nurture you and, and give you the best possible life. So that's kind of the sense that I grew up with and yeah. It never was really a problem because I went to an Adventist school and, and I, I went from primary school to a high school and so my, my church had a, a large youth group. So it never really occurred to me that I would ever date someone who wasn't Christian. But yeah. for, for somewhere deep down in my heart, I never really saw myself with an Adventist, which is really weird. Come on. Like, I, that, yeah, you I'm, pretty much have, like, if I remember right, because, you know, I'm one of those bosses and pastors who's like just in your business so i know your whole past <laughs> i mean you pretty much dated christian guys i only had one other significant relationship to the one that i'm currently in and i was young and we'd known each other for so long and our families already knew each other there was all this like awesome context but yeah. i knew deep down in my heart that i wasn't 100 percent certain that this would be forever and okay. it used to kind of towards the end really make me feel a bit nauseous and worried about what my future was because there were so many other things that didn't connect. But in the grand scheme of things, I think a relationship is a lot more than having the same set of beliefs. So I was, I was actually getting um, a massage today and, of course I, you were. <laughs> and I'm one of those like really obnoxious like clients who talk the entire time. Right. So, yes, you do. and so <laughs> But I've, I've become very close to my um, massage therapist, and um, I, I said to her, there was a reason why I said this, but I said to her, do you know the story of Joseph in the Bible? And she kind of paused, and she was like, refresh my memory. You know? <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, like, how do people not know these basic stories? So, you know, here you are dating an atheist, and maybe I'm just so Christian that, you know, I just talk, you know, I use, like, metaphors from the Bible <laughs> illustrations, but, like... Is there like a lack of understanding? Like, tell me like what that gulf or that gap is like. Yes. I just want to say a disclaimer as well for any Christian parents who are going to listen to this, who are thinking, oh, great, I can use this episode to try and steer my child away from dating an atheist. My story is really happy and positive and... I definitely wouldn't be as open to talk about this if, you know, there was 
a problem, you could say. Sure. And I'm well, going actually- to edit the show in such a way where it's a horrible experience. <laughs> I'll make sure to use my words, choose my, my words widely. Yeah. At the beginning, so I should say, my current boyfriend and I, we met at work. And so from the get-go, I knew that he was an atheist and mm-hmm. he knew that I was a Christian and that had, you know, a whole bunch of um, questions and conversations that used to come up. And we used to really get into it with each other because he's quite an intellect. And I think that helps that he has an interest in the world mm-hmm. and he's not like, and you know, I think atheists get obviously a bad rap when it comes to the church community because they're so demonized. Like atheists must be the worst people ever because they have no moral grounds. And it's just, right. it's just not true. Yeah. And I also have a lot of friends who are, who are atheists and they're some of the most caring, generous, loving people that I know. So it, it was at the beginning, I definitely, didn't even entertain the thought of dating this person because I knew that, you know, I, I still had that mentality that, oh, my life's going to be so hard if I was to ever date an atheist. But as we got to know each other, there were so many things that I don't, I don't want to say that we connected on because we never started out thinking that there would be any romance there at all. But slowly but surely, we realized that there were so many things that we had in common and he is a very well-read person. So he has read the Bible. He's read many sacred texts. He has an interest in things that are not just about, you know, the everyday mundane things. He's, he's quite an intelligent person. So it was not offensive to him that I was a Christian. And mm-hmm. going into it, again, like I said, there was no ideas of romance. So we really were just getting to know each other without any kind of, um, masks on, you could say. Yeah. So let's let's move move forward a little bit. Now there is romance. Now there is you know love. Now there is you know affection. Um, you know, do you feel as if there's a piece of your life that is I don't want to say missing, but that yes. he'll never fully. It's 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 almost like looking at a picture album and you get to like the the like 70% of it, but there's 30% he's never going to really, not <laughs> yeah, it's, he's never going to be part of that, you know, yeah. because that's part of your life that he's not going to be experiencing with you. For sure. And I think at the beginning, there was a lot of trepidation before we became official, really thinking for me, I didn't want to go into another relationship for there to be heartbreak because I had been in a long relationship before that. And it was just such a traumatic experience. And so my mindset was always going in, um, either this is just going to be nothing or it's going to be forever. And when it started to get a lot more serious, yes, there was this sense of, wow, there's, there's a huge gap to fill. And not just because of our faith, but because of our upbringings. Like I'm from a migrant background. He's can trace his lineage back to like the first fleet in Australia. Like it's kind of like this real world, two very different worlds coming together. Mm -hmm. So there were obviously gaps, but I think for me and how I think about it now it comes down to real understanding, real respect, real tolerance um, for where each other is coming from. And I was taught from a very young age, people around you aren't going to keep you connected to God. And your spiritual life should not be dependent on the relationship that you're in because relationships begin and end and can be volatile and can do all types of things. So from from, I guess I would say, when I probably came back from Canada, I really had to ask myself the question, okay, where do I want to go with God? What is my belief? What do I want to do? And then when I started dating 
Alex, it was even more so that I had to kind of like defend my position and do my own research, which did not push me away from God. That actually, I feel, drew me closer to God because now I really had to um, really talk about why I think God's awesome or, or why I want to be a Christian. And the if you can say the gaps that, you know, Alex will never kind of understand your experience, I don't think they are there for somebody else to fill anyway. I, I get my um, I get my enjoyment or like my spiritual connection and and things from my family and from my church community and my friends around me and yeah I I mean there are things that I, we romanticize like oh praying together and like going to church together and all those kinds of things but I'm I think it comes down to I think my personality that I'm a pretty independent person pretty confident person I feel fulfilled so deeply in this relationship that my spiritual life is just like another component of who I am, not necessarily needs to be filled by somebody else. You're listening to the Concierge Minister Podcast. If you want to support this unique ministry, you can make a contribution through Patreon. Become a monthly donor or one-time giver. Your contribution allows Concierge Minister to provide new resources to help you live your best life. Just visit the show notes to find the link to Patreon. So could you could you see yourself saying things like, like in my home, I may say something like, um, I'll just be talking to my wife and I'll say, you know, I'm going on this, I went on this walk today. I feel like God spoke to me and he said X, Y, Z. Like, yes. Can you say that kind of stuff? Like, or yes, this okay. is this is the other thing. It's just so I feel like I need to like make a show out of <laughs> dating an atheist and a Christian because it's so funny. You, my mom asks, can, can you pray yeah. um, or like can, can you play Christian music? <laughs> and <laughs> um, it it really, like I said before, it really comes down to tolerance and respect. And I think that it's honestly so possible for people to make a relationship work if you have those things as the foundation. And I mean, I, I come home after church and, and Alex will ask me, oh, how was church? Um, what, what did the pastor speak about? Um, he will, uh, I will say, oh my goodness, this morning I, I was reading this Bible verse. It's so good. This is the verse. And, and I am 100% being myself and I know that I'm 100% accepted by my significant other and it goes it goes both ways you know Alex will tell me something that he found really interesting in you know the science world or whatever and I'll just be there listening like oh yeah cool like tell me a little bit about that Mm -hmm. um but we just we just love each other and we just respect each other and I think that is the key so there was a there we grew up at least I grew up you know kind of with the idea that if you not only just date non-christians but if you even befriend <laughs> non-christians you know they were gonna like pull all over yeah they're gonna pull you over into the dark side and before yes. you you're like you know selling your body for prostitution <laughs> <laughs> you're snorting lines of cocaine so, you know so is there is there a part of you that you know felt or even still think about like oh no i feel like i'm backsliding because i'm dating you know, somebody who's not going to keep me strong in my faith. It's actually so funny, and this is so horrible to admit, but I think I'm a worst influence on Alex than he is to me. Um, You have to, I, from this 
perspective. You have to really know yourself, I think, to be in a relationship with someone who has a different set of beliefs to you. And, mm-hmm. and I think it, it goes for almost any religion or any belief system in general. I do reflect on my spiritual journey and it's, I'm a liberal Christian anyway. So yeah. I think it, this, this really wouldn't work for someone who I would say is maybe on more conservative side of things in terms of their faith. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, the values and ethics and morals that Alex and I both share are pretty much the foundation of any good relationship or it was someone who is wanting to be the best version of themselves. So Alex actually, you know, he encourages me to be the best version of myself as I try to do to him as well. And my spirituality and my relationship with God just comes into that. Um, sometimes Alex has to pull me up and say, Leela, that wasn't very nice of you to say that about someone or, you know, Leela, you, 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 you're a bit angry. You need to take a step back, you know? So there, there definitely has been crossroads that I've had to face and decisions that I've had to make that have taken me in either direction. But now I guess being a little bit older and knowing who I am and we've still, we're still here today together and even stronger than before. I know that I can be, like I said, 100% authentically myself and Alex will be encouraging me in whatever direction I go. And I think it, it comes down to also an open mind. Like we, we think that people without faith are closed minded, but from the get go, like I said to Alex, like you're not going to stop me from going to church and you're not going to stand in my way. And, and I hope that that's not a problem for you. And he was like, absolutely not like why would that be a problem for me and i think we were we're told these stories growing up in church that this woman has to go to church in secret or her husband will find out and like you know abuse her or something i'm like well i wouldn't be with someone like that anyway like i wouldn't be with somebody who is controlling or closed-minded anyway so um it's it's more about I guess comes down to the personality more than anything else. And, and I think if we, sh- we both share, like I said, the same moral grounding, the same values, the same, um, I guess, belief structure in that sense of, you know, be a good person, be, be honest, be loving, be kind. And those are Christian fundamentals, but I think that they can also be applied to people who take out the Jesus element. And they yeah, still- I, I think that's a really good point. There, there are some basic universal um, morals and ethics, and yeah. Christians often think that we own them. And oh, yeah. If you're not a Christian, you can't be nice, you can't be kind, you can't be generous. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you start making friends who aren't Christians, and you're like, hey, wait a minute, how did you learn to be nice? Totally. And, and I think that is something that I'm really sensitive to now, especially because I'm so close to someone who doesn't is not of faith. I hear some of the language that even people who are in church uses and and there's a little bit of an air of arrogance, I can say, with some Christian friends and some of, um, you know, Christian community where we think that we own anything that's good in the world and it's just, it's just not true. People can experience, I believe, you know, we can put it down to people can experience Jesus and God and Christ. Christ attributes and characteristics, even they, if they acknowledge that or not. Right. And that is what I really love about my relationship is that Alex actually shows me so many characteristics of God, like mm. grace and love and, and support and 
just being a good person, um, it's not synonymous with being a Christian. So let's make the parents and grandparents happy. What are some of the downfalls of being <laughs> an, an atheist? Uh, there have been some tearful nights <laughs> when, when we've gotten into, you know, some heated conversation. And like I said, you really do need to know yourself and be, I guess, grounded in who you are because anyone that, that you're in love with, you know, love can make you do crazy things. Mm-hmm. It can pull you in all different directions. Um, we, we've kind of made the decision to not talk about contentious issues that we are never going to agree on because okay. it's, it's just too painful. And um, are they related to faith or just other things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Faith, like, like things like the afterlife, for instance, or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think actually heaven's been the biggest, I guess, sticking point. Um, and what has made me the most emotional and him, you know, really confused about, you know, what happens after death. And it's just that there are some things that we've just decided we're never going to agree on or convince each other of. So it's better just to not talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, um, it's an everyday, well, like any relationship, it's an everyday decision to love that person for who they are today and knowing that they will never change. And I think that's the most important thing as well. Like I didn't go into this thinking that I'm going to convert someone and win someone for Christ. That would be awesome. But I need to be okay with Alex never, ever changing his beliefs and also Alex being okay that I never change my beliefs. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, if, if, if you think any relationship, if you go into it thinking you're going to change the person, it's gonna, it's doomed from the beginning because yeah, yeah. you can't control that. So I think you need to really know yourself and there, there have been definitely painful moments um, along the way and it's, I guess, how you work through them. So, Leela, I can, I can, I'm, I'm hearing already like the four listeners of my show. Most, <laughs> of them, most of them are like people my age, people in their late 40s, um, and they're going, "Girl, you are just so innocent, and you don't even know <laughs> what's going to happen." Like you know, when, when you have kids and then you have to decide how you're going to raise them and how lonely it is to go to church on your own week after week after week. Um, and I'm sure people have told you that, you know, Yes. so so how do you, how do you react to that? And how do you prepare for that? Really? Well, church is really a family oriented place. Even if you are single, like no attachment, no kids, whatever, church can be a lonely place. It's really centered around the family unit. And that's great because even outside of the church, a society doesn't survive without strong family, family units. So that is a conversation that Alex and I had pretty early on again, because we both want a family, God willing, if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. But if we do have children and we definitely want to We definitely want to get married. Um, Those are all really important things to both of us. So we've already had the discussion that we won't be able to get married in an Adventist church. um, And that's fine because I don't like most Adventist churches anyway. Um, Most most of those churches are are not... um, pretty wedding churches anyway exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's and also like the carpet <laughs> and i mean a, a lot of pastors these days and you know people that i'm close to 
they would be happy to marry us. But I mean, I don't, it's again, not like a, a big deal to me to be married in a church. I obviously would like a pastor and there needs to be a spiritual element to the ceremony and all that kind of stuff. So this is conversations that you need to have really early on. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to kids, I mean, I've already said to Alex, um, I would love my kids to at least know God and then be able to choose for themselves later down the line. But I would love them to experience, you know, pathfinders and, and youth group and all those things that were really positive about the church and, and mm-hmm. a church experience. And Alex is like, yeah, I want my kids to have the most well-rounded upbringing as possible. And, and he recognizes that morals that the church teaches to children at a very young age is great. Like listen to your parents, like, Try hard in school, be a good person, don't steal, don't lie. You know, those things that are really emphasized within a church setting are really important. And I mean, Alex became an atheist, he says, at six years old, which is hilarious. But he went to um, like a Catholic church um, growing up and he went to a Catholic school. And so he understands what religion is. And obviously Mm -hmm. Catholicism is so different to any other religion. But um Again, if, if that was going to be a problem for him, then I wouldn't want to be with someone who was closed-minded anyway. So mm-hmm. I guess really at, at the root of it all is it depends on you as a person, you as an individual. Um, you have to have those conversations early on. You know, I, 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 I hear you, I feel you, and I want the best for you. Um, part of me wonders, like, I mean, let me give you an example. Um, yes. I hope I don't cry telling this story, but you know, just oh. just just recently, um, our family went through a really really difficult experience, and uh, it was like two in the morning, and I was in bed crying. Um, oh. My wife was crying as well, and we were holding hands, and you know, I was like, "We need to pray," you know, and you know, she couldn't even speak; like she was crying, you know, and so she was like, "You pray." And so we held hands and like I sobbed through this like horrible prayer, but you know, just ugly cried and prayed to God. And you know, like the next day there was part of me that was like, I'm so glad I had her to like pray through this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? To have that. And I guess what I'm afraid for you is where are you gonna find that? You know, yeah. where are you gonna, you know, have that? And it's not like you can't also hold Alex's hand <laughs> and cry, <laughs> but you know, there, there is it's something, not the same. right. There yeah. is something intimate, I think. And I, I used to always, I, I don't do this much anymore, but I used to always preach on the fact that um, one of the reasons why the Bible says that, you know, men should be the leaders of their home. I know it sounds really, really, really like um, chauvinistic. I'm not a feminist. So I agree with that. I, I love a strong man. So okay. all good. <laughs> but, you know, one of the reasons why I've, I've always preached that, you know, the reason why men should be the leaders in the home is because you have to show vulnerability. Like, mm. you know, so when you lead spiritually and pray to God, it's demonstrating and showing your family that you're not the one who has all the solutions, but you too have to depend on someone greater than you. Yes. And it shows your, your kids and your, you know, your spouse that you are lower than God and you're depending on somebody else to help you with your problems. So mm-hmm. in the same way, I wonder you know, who is going to be your spiritual rock if you can't find that within the intimacy of your home. Yes. I think there, obviously there is something beautiful about a couple who are praying together and encouraging each other and 
who go to church together. Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of my friends who have husbands who are really lovely and supportive and in the church. And I remember I used to even like look at pastors that maybe I had a crush on when I was younger at Big Camp and be like, one day I'll be a pastor's wife and that's my <laughs> husband, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, then, and then I learned what ministry was like and I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Avoid. Yeah, I mean, there, there is something that I that I'm sure I will miss out on, but I have no idea what that would be like. Do, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah. I I have learnt to be, and and this is the other thing. I know people who are listening to this who are married are like, "Girl, you have no idea how hard marriage is," and I know that it's going to be a struggle, and there's yeah. going to be good times, there's going to be bad times, but I don't think anyone is above good times or bad times, whether you're Christian or not. And mm. and I guess being on what the Bible talks about, you know, the man being the spiritual head of the home and things like that. I guess. I am going to have to step up and I I almost feel privileged to do that and excited to, to be that person because I like I said I'm I'm a pretty strong personality already. You're listening to the Concierge Minister podcast. Coming up. I guess if I have to say that there is one thing that I would worry about, it, it is that if there is a time that that we are going through something that's really tough and I believe in the power of prayer. I mean, it would be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to be praying by myself or... Hey, this is your concierge minister, Kumar Dixit. If you're looking for a place to grow deeper in your understanding of who God is or seeking a safe place to ask questions, I want to invite you to visit our website, conciergeminister.com. If you've given up on the church but still desire to grow in your own relationship with God, I would love to help you reach your spiritual goals. Just visit concierge-minister.com and schedule a 30-minute session with me. You know, not having the same kind of like understanding of if something goes wrong, like that we can turn to God, you know, that there, there will, that's going to be hard. I'm not pretending like it's not going to be hard. But yeah. for me, I would rather at least have someone by my side who loves me and, and is going to encourage me and support me. They may not understand everything fully, yeah. but then to be either with someone who is not the right person for me just because they pray or be by myself and miss out on this amazing life with, with this person, this, this other person who may not come from the same background as me. This is going to sound horrible as well, but at the time when I was single, I was looking around at eligible bachelors and there was not one person that I even thought that he, he's going to be a great father or he's going to want to, and I mean, I obviously I don't, I didn't know every single guy in Sydney, obviously. I mean, I, I will say if I could just interject that there yeah. were quite a few pretty hot guys. <laughs> in Vancouver in my church who were very very interested in you and you just pooed them away so well I just could see it was just not gonna work <laughs> God was speaking yeah um I, and I, and I want to make a point that you know as much as I'm poo-pooing this whole thing about you <laughs> dating an, an atheist you know you and I know dozens and dozens of Christian couples who are equally yoked that 
treat each other without respect, that they're are abusive towards one another, that there there's there's a lack of mutual admiration. So even though you're like marrying a Christian, you also are gonna have a lot of problems, you know, despite that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And and the other sad reality that even is happening to for me today within my like broader network is I'm even seeing marriages that are breaking down and both of them were Adventists and some of my my friends who are not religious at all have, have the strongest, most healthy relationships. And I think sometimes as Christians, we get into this kind of, uh, you know, false sense of security that, oh, we both love God. Oh, it, it's going to work. Our marriage is going to be awesome. Or our relationships are going to just be amazing because, you know, we, we are both Adventist and we've got so many things in common. We, we have this great understanding. But, I mean, there are so many, I feel, there are so many other elements to what makes a successful relationship um, than having the same set of beliefs. Okay, five questions before we end. You ready? Yes. Okay, yeah. number one, um, what did your parents think about you day, dating a non-Christian? My parents were awesome and so surprising. The, the, from the very first moment they met Alex, they loved him. They thought he was amazing. And they have given him an Ellen White book as a birthday present once. Bless their hearts. <laughs> which, which book was it? Oh, I can't remember. I think The Great Controversy, just uh, a classic. But, no, my parents love him and, and they've been very accepting and open and that's been amazing. That's really cool. Um, number two, um, I know I know that for a long time you lived like walking distance from Hillsong Church in in, Austra in Australia. Australia. <laughs> and um, I am obsessed with what's happening <laughs> in the news with Carl Lenz of yes. New York oh. Hillsong. So, and I've been to his his church. I mean, it's a really amazing. So have I. So have I in New right. York. It was amazing. Yeah. So, um, tell me, is that is this big news in Australia? Not really. Okay. Um, and I think that's because Hillsong have had its run in the media in general. Like there's always something going on, you know. Um, it hasn't actually blown up that much here because we have such a huge Hillsong network here outside of what happens in America. Yeah. So, yeah, it hasn't been that big news here. It's been it's it's been on TMZ here. Like that's how big it is. It's on TMZ. Well, that's because of Justin Bieber and, and like all those other famous I, I mean, It's not been on page six, which is like a big deal. I'm like, it's so sad. No, I, Kuma, I know that you love this kind of stuff. You're just dying for goosey. I am. I want juice. I do. I mean, I really do feel bad for him because you know I, I'm going to have a whole different episode for for my show on pastors who fall, but um. You know, we're all humans. We are we're we're horny people, men and women. We are we're we're, <laughs> we're real life people. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. people want us to be like act like we're perfect and we're like eunuchs and we're not. Yeah. You know, like no. even when you're married, you still see a beautiful person across the room, you know. And yeah. so um part of it is you get paid to be moral in many ways. Do you know what I mean? And so, you know, I don't think this is the end of Carl. I think, you know, God can still use him and God will use totally. him. Um, so. I think, I, I think the sad part about it is though, and this is why I, I would probably never go into full-time ministry. I've thought about it for sure. It's like, it's the intersection of so many things. It's like your, you, who you are as a person, your spiritual life and your professional life. Yeah. It's like so much pressure. I yeah. look at pastors and I just, Feel for them. I never. I'm. I've never been like, oh, the pastor shouldn't have done this. Blah blah. I'm like, no, that person's a human. 
Yeah, and I, I think have... the, the worst thing, I'm going to use you as my therapist now, like the worst thing about being a pastor is it's the only profession that you take your family to work with. Yes. Like, it's the worst. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm trying to get work done here, and then I got like a four-year-old who's crying on my arm, you know? It's yes. like, who, who else deals with that, you know? so. But, but you're also dealing with like very personal issues. Like, people look at the pastor and come to them with all sorts of problems, things that are out of your jurisdiction, really, yeah. and you, you're paid to be there 24 hours a day, all the time. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, very, it's, it's insane. It's very okay, keep moving. Number three. Yes. Um, Netflix binge. <laughs> I actually don't have Netflix. <laughs> really? Okay. How about Hulu? No, I don't have Hulu either. You have TV? Like, do you, you watch cable TV? <laughs> no, well, we wouldn't have TV here in Australia. You know, we're just outside with the kangaroos. <laughs> I watch the same shows. I'm so boring. I don't like new shows. I don't want to hear about it. Don't tell me if it's the latest. I'm not going to watch it. Okay. I watch Seinfeld um, and The Office. <laughs> On repeat. <laughs> oh my gosh. And The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons. I have Disney Plus. Disney that, Plus is awesome. <laughs> that is disgusting. Okay. Um, okay, final question. What are your handles if people want to see what Leela looks like or they want to follow your just very, very like snappy lifestyle? Like, how can they follow you? Yes, um, I'm on Instagram. I'm at Leela Landers, all one word no breaks in the middle and that's leela like futurama one-eyed monster and landers like flanders like the simpsons leela landers that's me well leela you're my very first international oh, yeah. yeah i love it i love it so awesome oprah, oprah if you're listening you're next <laughs> so thank you for joining me and thank you for being honest thank you for just sharing you know what people are wondering about and um, you know, in, in, in any way, I just pray for um, your relationship with, with Alex. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Kremlin. Thanks for giving me, I guess, space to be open and honest about this kind of stuff because a lot of people, I think, are too afraid to ask most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Until next time. Bye.